0: If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Praise ye the Lord.
1: The Lord's name be praised.
0: Psalm 91 is on page 454. Whoso dwelleth under the defense of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty.
1: I will say unto the Lord, Thou art my hope and my stronghold, my God, in him I will trust.
0: For he shall deliver thee from the snare of the hunter, and from the noisome pestilence.
1: He shall defend thee under his wings, and thou shalt be safe under his feathers. His faithfulness and truth shall be thy shield and buckler.
0: Thou shalt not be afraid for any terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day.
1: For the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the sickness that destroyeth in the noonday.
0: A thousand shall fall beside thee, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee.
1: Yea, with thine eyes shalt thou behold, and see the reward of the ungodly.
0: For thou, Lord, art my hope. Thou hast set thine house of defense very high.
1: There shall no evil happen unto thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling.
0: For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways.
1: They shall bear thee in their hands, that thou hurt not thy foot against a stone.
0: Thou shalt go upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou tread under thy feet.
1: Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him up because he hath known my name.
0: He shall call upon me and I will hear him. Yea, I am with him in trouble. I will deliver him and bring him to honor.
1: With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation.
0: Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost
1: as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here begins the 15th verse of the 13th chapter of the Book of Jeremiah. Hear and give ear. Do not be proud, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before he causes darkness, and before your feet stumble on the dark mountains. And while you are looking for light, he turns it into the shadow of death and makes it dense darkness. But if you will not hear it, my soul will weep in secret for your pride. My eyes will weep bitterly and run down with tears, because the Lord's flock has been taken captive. Say to the king and to the queen mother, humble yourselves, sit down, for your rule shall collapse the crown of your glory. The cities of the south shall be shut up and no one shall open them judah shall be carried away captive all of it it shall be wholly carried captive carried away captive lift up your eyes and see those who come from the north where is the flock that was given to you your beautiful sheep what will you say when he punishes you for you have taught them to be chieftains to be head over you will not pangs seize you like a woman in labor and if you say in your heart why have these things come upon me For the greatness of your iniquity, your skirts have been uncovered, your heels made bare. Can the Ethiopian change his skin, or the leopard its spots? Then may you also do good, who are accustomed to do evil. Therefore I will scatter them like stubble that passes away by the wind of the wilderness. This is your lot, the portion of your measures from me, says the Lord. Because you have forgotten me, and trusted in falsehood, Therefore, I will uncover your skirts over your face, that your shame may appear. I have seen your adulteries and your lustful neighings, the lewdness of your harlotry, your abominations on the hills and the fields. Woe to you, O Jerusalem! Will you still not be made clean? Here ends the first lesson.
0: My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded... and the rich he has sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here begins the 18th verse of the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Saint Mark. Then some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him, and they asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies and leaves his wife behind and leaves no children, his brother should take his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife, and dying, he left no offspring. And the second took her, and he died, nor did he leave any offspring. And the third likewise. So the seven had her and left no offspring. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, when they rise, whose wife will she be? For all seven had her as a wife. Jesus answered and said to them, Are you not therefore mistaken, because you do not know the scriptures, nor the power of God? When they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. But concerning the dead, that they rise, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the burning bush passage, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. You are therefore greatly mistaken. Here ends the second lesson.
0: Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation
1: And bless thine inheritance,
0: give peace in our time, O Lord,
1: for it is thou, Lord, only that make us dwell in safety.
0: O God, may clean our hearts within us,
1: and take not thy holy spirit from us.
0: Grant we beseech thee, Almighty God, that we, who for our evil deeds do worthily deserve to be punished by the comfort of thy grace, may mercifully be relieved through our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that Thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of Thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Amen. Good evening, everyone. I have a few comments on the Psalms, a couple comments on Jeremiah, and then maybe a few on Mark. It's um, kind of fun to go over this with a paintbrush, like just over the top and, and not have to dig in, but we'll, we'll just do a little bit of digging. So in Psalm 91, we see that protection that, that comes from God. And I think it's a Uh, incorrect interpretation of the Bible to take a verse that's written in one situation and then try to apply it to everything that happens in life like 10,000 falling beside you and you not getting hurt I think the idea of the protection is that God is in charge and you may or may not get hurt but the main thing is that God is in charge and it, it would be his will so we do not have to worry as we remember, as um, Jesus said the other day, all that are with, with me, I have not lost, and I will raise them up all in the last day. And that's, that's our hope. And so in verse eight, we read, only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the uh, wicked. So the, right, the righteous are safe in disaster and all around them, they are only, we're only spectators as we watch the wicked, because we, we have our telos and our goal. And in verse 11 and 12, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And that's an important verse because um, I think we're all aware of the fact that in Matthew 4, that uh, Satan misquotes that verse in his temptation of Jesus. And then in verse uh, 13, it says he'll tread upon lions and cobras. Of course, he used in our interpretation it's uh, dragons. So, this isn't saying specifically that you're protected against lions and cobras, but what it's saying is that God's protection is from all deadly attacks for his um, for His people. And finally, in verse 16, it says, with a long life. And long life was specific promise of the Old Testament saint for obedience to the law. So the prophets also promise it to God's people in future messianic kingdoms. So there's just some thoughts about Psalm 91. I want to move on to Jeremiah now, but some just some things that, Um, Maybe will help you uh, get more out of it. So we just read in Psalms about the Lord's goodness to his people. And so Jeremiah here calls the people back into that relationship. But if they don't, he paints a picture of their fate, which is um, going into captivity. So he says to them in verse 16, Give glory to the Lord and to show by your repentance, your obedience to God, that you respect his majesty. And um, if they don't do that, verse 19 says, the cities of South shall be shut up and no one will open them. Jude, Judah shall be carried away captive, all of it. It shall be wholly carried away captive. And we have to remember that a literalist would have a problem because not everybody went out of uh, Judah at that time, but basically the city was gone. And so they use that language, wholly carried away, because uh, Judah is not what Judah was. So Judah is gone. So a couple individuals might be left, but the body itself, the whole corporate structure, is is destroyed. So just a thought, another thought about when you interpret the Bible, and you can't be totally literal because you have to think of it the way they thought of it at that time. So we move into Mark, and we have this uh, really interesting. Uh, Exchange between the Sadducees and Jesus, and um, the Sadducees did not believe in the old in uh, uh, life after death. They followed the Torah only, and they were trying to catch Jesus. and And, uh, and when he cleaned the temple, for example, they were really unhappy with him because they their big their big goal in life was to make money, and so Jesus stomped all over that when he cleaned the temple. So the Sadducees were summarizing Deuteronomy 25 and 6, which is a custom of um, lib- liberate marriage. And so we've seen that liberate marriage, we've seen that in the story of Boaz and Ruth. Uh, Ruth's husband was gone, she had no children, and so the, it, was, it they had to go to a kinsman. And the kinsman's duty was to preserve the line, and God did that to preserve lines. And you remember too in the Old Testament, uh, families—you know—you could sell your property, but it basically stayed in your family, and it, and it returned to your family after time. So um, we talk about Jesus gives us a little glimpse into heaven and the fact that we won't be like we are here on earth. And I think the real important thing for us is to realize that when we, when we're in the in the kingdom fulfilled, our hunger will be for God, and the way we feel hunger for food now and for companionship and uh, all those things that that'll be solved or that that hunger won't be there our hunger will be to be with god so kind of looking at lent we get to move away from these temporal things and start focusing on eternal things and i was reminded i was reading um I remember my high school football coach used to talk about you know we to win a game we may not be the fastest but he used to make us run all the time and train and the reason was they said that that uh, guy who could run so fast in the first half from the other team, he wasn't running as fast in the second half. We may have been slower in the first half, but we run the same speed all the way. In other words, we don't slow down. We keep going. And the reason I'm bringing that up is that we're, we're at halftime or we have just passed halftime of our Lenten fast. And so I have a couple thoughts about that. And one is if you're not happy or satisfied with your Lenten fast as it, as it is right now, since we're coming through the halfway point, uh, my advice is change it. Uh, Make it better and closer to God. And that's the whole point of the Lenten Fast anyway. So if you have to make something, adjust it, because this is about learning and about growing closer to God, not about fulfilling just a rule or a law. So just a thought there to examine, how's this going for me? And if I need to make it better, what do I need to do? How do I get closer to God? So let's continue with the intercession on page 590 and we'll start by making our private intercessions.